What positives can we pull from the Minnesota Wilds 4-1 to loss to the Colorado Avalanche over the weekend? What can we pull from the first month of the season? What did we like? What did we not like? We find out that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, Alex Micheletti joins the show as we take a look at the Minnesota Wild's first eight games of the season, recap the month of October with things we liked, things we didn't. We'll also talk about the Wild's most recent loss to the Colorado Avalanche by a score of 4-1, to one, and uh, we'll look ahead to what is coming up here the rest of the week as well. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild. You can follow me on Twitter at Seth Topes, veteran Minnesota sports content producer and joined, as mentioned today, by Alex Micheletti for another Micheletti Monday. Alex, uh, glad to have you back on the show. A little bit of a crazy um, sports night for the Minnesota Vikings. And so, you know, thankfully we don't have to try to figure out whatever that was, but um Get a chance to break down just kind of what we've seen from the wild here so far through the first month of the season. How are things going? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're already dealing with a bunch of adversity uh, with this team uh, with COVID and uh, injuries uh, to some key uh, key players in the lineup. And so, um, you know, uh, you, you can't be down on this team. They've uh, they've had some really really uh, you know great great performances. Uh, and some of the past couple of games, uh, you know, it's been tough uh, with the, you know, with the changes in the lineup. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully get Goligoski back soon. And uh, you know, Greenway wasn't doing much beforehand, but uh, we, we we need him. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully Pitlick and Zuccarello are, are okay. Um, yeah. You know, you know, you just you just never know with COVID. So right. You know, hope, hope hope they're doing okay, and uh, we can see them back in the lineup. Uh, yeah relatively soon well and the nice thing you know as you mentioned hopefully those guys are able to recover soon we're not really sure if they are symptomatic or a asymptomatic or have symptoms um so hopefully it's uh, it's not a major uh covid situation for them um the wilds got lucky in that those are the only two players that were uh, involved in this round of covid as my light is just doing some weird Thanks. It is it is technically Halloween night uh, when we're recording this, so of course um, spooky things are happening. But glad it was only the two players that were involved. Obviously, the other injuries, as uh, as you mentioned, with Greenway on IR and uh, Alex Goligoski out for uh, at least the next week or two. Um, all of that considered, I thought the Wilds' effort in the game against the Avalanche was much better. Um, despite the loss, Colorado is just such a tough team to play, even when they're down, as they have been to start off the season. But um, I thought the Wild did some really good things in that game, despite losing. And so, you know, that was encouraging to see that uh, that the effort level was back where it needs to be, um, even though they did end up taking the loss. 
Yeah, it was a complete 180 from the Kraken game. Uh, they had uh, so much more life in their game. Uh, you know, Ryan Hartman has impressed me so much. Um, you know, he's been <laughs> he's been one of their best players um, uh, so far. And, uh, you know, Matt Dumba continues to bring it every game. And uh, Jared Spurgeon looked great, too. Um, so I really like the uh, the effort level from from all four lines. Um, and, uh, you know, that that loss was not on Cam Talbot either. I mean, he played great again. Um, you know, that game changed with uh, with the Brandon du- Duheim uh, major call. And somehow even Dean said, I've been in a couple fights. You know, I've been in <laughs> fights. And how is that not a fight? You know, uh, you know, Nathan McKinnon only gets two minutes for for roughing. Um, and so and was allowed to go back out there for the for the major. I mean, they didn't uh, he didn't score on it. But that still is mind boggling how that's not considered a fight. Now, I know. People, you know, they brought on the brought up on the broadcast that where was the instigator call, but um, Duhame did drop the gloves first. So, yeah, um, yeah, you can't really call that. Um, uh, so, yeah, um, but I really like the effort level. Um, obviously, Colorado is the top class in the in the division, and they hung with them. Uh, yeah, they they did not make it easy for Darcy Kemper either. Um, they had a lot of quality chances um you know uh throughout the game and so um yeah they're right there uh just think you know if they had zuccarello out there too i think that would have been a major key i mean he was the leading scorer before um you know before he was down with covid so um he was off to an amazing start too and so yeah um i'm i'm in uh i'm really happy with with the goaltending that is so key um because if you don't have solid goaltending especially in this division you're gonna be you know um in in a major struggle and so um i like where they're at um and you know hopefully they can get healthy relatively soon and get back on a winning streak here yeah and you know we we saw some interesting things with the line combinations and i'm just sifting through uh, michael russo's twitter account to find exactly what they were because you know it um what we saw, we saw Kaprizov, Eriksenek, and Felino, Fiala, Goudreau, Hartman, Duhame, Sturm, Bugstad. Then we saw on the fourth line, this was interesting, um, Adam Beckman, Connor Dewar, and Kyle Rau. Um, so uh, putting all of those younger players out there um, on that fourth line. And despite the fact that the Wild were shorthanded, Victor Rask, again, healthy scratch, um, I'm at the point where I wonder if he's even going to make it through the season with this wild team. And it just, it just seems as though he's kind of reached the end of the road, um, with his wild tenure, because it just, I mean, if you can't crack the lineup when you've got uh, three rookies or young players, uh, playing in the fourth line, that, uh, that's not a good sign for their confidence in, uh, in Rask right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the writing's on the wall uh, for him and Jordan Greenway. I mean, I know he's hurt, but he wasn't doing much, uh, you know, before the injury. Um, and he's getting top six minutes uh, on this team. Um, so he's going to really have to figure it out. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you can have all the hits in the world. But if you aren't uh, producing, uh, especially with where you are in the lineup in the top six, you have to produce. Um, they need they need more help than just the, than the top line and the fourth line contributing. Um, so they're going to have to figure that out. Um, uh, you know, they tried to put Fiala and Kaprizov together too. 
Um, and you know, that didn't work out. Um, so, um, you gotta, you know, Dean's going to continue to, um, switch up the lines, I, I, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, with these young guys, if they can run with their opportunities. Um, and then, you know, Billy G has to make a move with Rask or, uh, or Greenway, um, because, you know, these, these kids, uh, proved in the preseason that they can hang with the big boys up yep. here. Um, and so they, uh, they think they're ready. Um, and the coaching staff, you know, said, um, when they got sent down that they're ready to go too. So, um, some of these vets, you know, time to put up or shut up. Exactly. Um, tell you what, let's, uh, let's continue to kind of break down the game and transition into looking at, you know, what we like, what we don't like, uh, from what we've seen so far. Uh, here from this wild team. We'll continue our conversation with Alex Micheletti after this here on Locked on Wilds. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. And again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Just as a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. So make sure to check us out. Simply search Locked on Wild. Joined by Alex McLeddy today, and we continue to break down the Wild's loss to the Avalanche 4-1 to to finish the month of October at 5-3. and three. Uh, One final point I just wanted to uh, to get past you, Alex. Um, Kirill Kaprizov, I thought, um, I thought the effort was better um, against the Avalanche. He had that just gorgeous pass to set up Hartman for the first goal of the game. Um, and, you know, we continue to see good things from Kevin Fiala um, as well, are we getting to the point where, especially with Kaprizov, where he's just he's going to break through this? Are we starting to see some signs that uh, that his slow start um, is getting to be behind him um, after the first month of the year? Yeah, um, you know the effort is there. Um, sometimes you know maybe it's it's too much. You know um, he's got to just let the game come to him a little bit and uh um you know they're gonna he's gonna score i mean this is a guy that's always scored you know um you know it's uh it's tough uh it's tough tough seeing him uh because he you know he gets so hard on himself um, yeah so um it's nice to see him making some of those you know the playmaking um because we're used to seeing him score and so him setting up his teammates uh it's it's been there so um, you know, it's, it's going, I, it, I, the goals are going to come. I think, um, it's something we can't be worried about. Um, you know, I think, I think he's still adjusting to Eric's neck. Um, 
yeah, as a as the top line center. Um, and so those guys are going to continue to have to gel together. Um, and then whoever is on their line, um, and you know, um, getting Zuccarello back whenever um, is key for for Kaprizov because yeah. those guys have so much chemistry together. We saw it last year. Um, you know, Matt's is just an amazing playmaker to set up Kirill for goals. And so, um, like I've said in previous episodes, um, if Kirill can get a power play goal, I think that would just, you know, light, you know, make the, make the mood, uh, for him just so much better. Um, you know, when he scores, it's, it's so much fun watching him celebrate with his teammates and, and the energy that he brings to the entire, um, locker room, um, when he scores. Um, so, you know. I think once once he gets one, then then you know they'll start you know coming in bunches for sure. Right. Um. And then the final thing, uh, in regards to the Avalanche game before we move on, and I already did one final, so we may as well do one more final before we uh, before we look at how the season has gone so far. I did just want to touch on the uh, the special teams for the Wild because that you know that was another thing that I looked at. Um coming into the game and uh, the wilds did get a power play goal um, to start things off courtesy of Ryan Hartman. Um, I thought their second power play was great. And you know, this, this is, I think a thing that really needs to be mentioned because people assume like they look and the wild may be over four on the power play. Um, and when you're looking at the recap of the game, you're like, ah, geez, this power play, you know, it's it's not good. But, like, they scored on the one. The second one, they had a ton of great looks and simply came up empty because of some great saves by Darcy Kemper. And, you know, this was I looked at this, like, a week or two ago uh, in regards to the penalty kill as well. Um they the penalty kill has looked really good. The penalty kill was good um, against the Avalanche again. Just really hard to stop a five minute power play for the opposing team. And so, yes, you'd like to ideally see you know not giving up uh, giving up power play goals in those situations. But at the same time, like I think power play and penalty kill wise, I think the team has been fine despite the uh, early results maybe suggesting otherwise. Yeah. I mean, the movement uh, on the power play has been so much better. Um, one guy that I've been clamoring on that I think should be on the top unit would be Matt Dumba. Um, just with his shot. Um, Dumba's Dumba's looked incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, every game, um, you know, I, I, and he's blocking so many shots too. Right. Um, yeah, one of the league leaders in blocks, um, you know, so I think maybe he deserves a chance at the top unit there, uh, maybe switch with Spurgeon. Um, but uh, yeah, um, in the penalty kill, <laughs> what can you say? I mean, Colorado's probably got, you know, um, I'm not basing it just on rankings, but, uh, you know, right behind Edmonton, I would think, <laughs> I would say is one of the top power plays um, in the league with McKinnon, right? You know, Randon didn't play, but Landeskog, Bakar, I mean, you know, it's, those guys are just incredible on the power plane. So, I mean, they did everything they can and on a major, you just get gassed. Um, but you know, the rest of the games, yeah, the penalty kills look fine. Um, you know, a lot of the, um, uh, unsung heroes, <laughs> the Kula cops out there, um, blocking shots on the penalty kill. And so, yeah, uh, that, 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 I mean, 
no no problems with that and uh um as long as as long as the power play as long as they're getting shots right in in the movement um it just it looks so much better than last year um you know (laughs) when we have ryan Suter out there on the second unit and just uh you know firing the pucks in the in the shin pads or uh you know just uh soft wristers at the net that's just not going to cut it and you need in this league you need two units to be successful and yep. so it's nice to see the second uh unit cash in there for sure yeah and you know all in all as uh, as we've said a, a five and three record to start the year without having put a full game together um, we've seen flashes and arguably, you know, like I said, the effort was better against Colorado. And so hopefully that's a, a step in the right direction, but we will take a little bit of a further look as to some of the things that we've liked, some of the things that we've disliked so far, uh, as we recap the month of October to finish today's episode of locked on wild that is coming up after this. Did you know built bar has an amazing lineup of assorted flavors and built bar wants to help you celebrate freedom of choice this fall you can choose from coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream and german chocolate if you're looking for a recommendation my favorite has to be raspberry but if you're not sure where you want to start get the mixed box and you'll get two each of those flavors the best part, though, by far about Built Bar is that not only do they taste great, they are amazingly healthy as well. Each Built Bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges in calories from 130 to 180, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing tasting, amazingly healthy. What's not to like about Built Bar? So head to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. And again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen every day. Also, thanks to the listeners for a huge month of October um, for Locked on Wilds, setting all sorts of records. Could not do it without uh, the loyal listeners for tuning in every day. We appreciate you for that. And uh, we can appreciate the Wilds starting the season five and three with room for improvement. And so we'll just, uh, to finish up today, recap some of the things we've seen from the month of October so far. Alex, who is your MVP for this team through the first eight games of the season? Um, For me, it's got to be Cam Talbot. Uh, I mean, he's kept them in games that maybe they should have lost. And so, um, again, um, I thought he was the MVP last season, and he's yeah. off to a really – amazing start uh um this season uh that save he made on brock besser against vancouver are you kidding me um that game could have been so much different if, if besser scores there and so right um yeah he's just he stepped up uh time and time again and so um it's it's the goaltender cam talbot for me yeah uh five and two so far this season with the 2.55 goals against average and a 9-12 save percentage. So uh, definitely off to a great start um, here this season. I would tend to agree. I would also probably throw consideration to Ryan Hartman. As we talked about, he has been very, very good so far this year uh, with uh, with guys off to a little bit of slow starts. Um, what has been, just for this team overall, what has been the thing 
or one thing that has really impressed you um, so far with the, this current roster? Uh, the depth. I mean, we're getting scoring from from all all different lines, which is amazing. And uh, uh, the fourth line, uh, there's when Dean throws them out there, he doesn't have to worry about the fourth line. And right. they they have been bringing the juice. Uh, Nick Bukestad has looked great. Uh, um, you know, looks like he's fully healthy, which is which is great to see. He's really uh, gaining chemistry with a guy like Nico Sturm, um, and uh, which is which is fun to see. And Brandon Duhame has uh, really taken his opportunity um, and run with it. Uh, um, he's sticking up for teammates. Um, he, he's battling. Uh, it was nice to see him get uh, get his first goal. Yeah. And, even with it going off his stick, and, and, and that was <laughs> that was that was something else. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun fun to see the depth on this team. Uh, Billy G is really putting together a squad, um, and so it's nice nice to see everybody contributing out there, um, and especially with all the adversity that they're that they're fighting through right now, and uh, you know l- lack of center depth. Um, they're still um, you know guys are producing, and so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's definitely encouraging is the, the, the depth on this team. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think my nomination for the thing that's been most impressive is the team's ability right off the bat to win close games and to show that they are never truly out of it. Um, obviously, the, uh, the Winnipeg game you know, is going to stick with me for a while where they were down by two in the third period, gave up an empty netter, and uh, still found a way to get that game to overtime and then uh, end up winning it. Like, that is – those types of games, especially early in the season, can definitely serve you well, um, in particular when you haven't necessarily put a full game together, um, as we've seen basically every game that the Wild have played so far this year. But, uh, yeah, I think the comeback ability is uh, is probably my most uh, pleasant – surprise so far this year because you know that that'll serve them well later in the year and especially in the playoffs um to where maybe they if they get into a situation like they were in against the golden knights they're able to turn that and uh, and end up actually winning that series yeah um you know you, you mentioned that winnipeg game uh you know credit to marcus felino he always seems uh you know especially at home always seems to get the crowd fired up uh you know <laughs> He does the Superman punch against Brendan Dillon uh, gets gets uh, gets everybody just in a frenzy because um, yeah, he loves seeing that and uh, he scores the big goal and you know the X is just going wild and so um, no pun intended but uh, um, you know he just always seems to get uh, get the guys going and uh, yeah, it's a it's a credit to his leadership uh, yeah you know, having that A on the sweater and. Uh, um, you know, it's he's, we're so fortunate to have him on this team, and uh, right. you know, it's it's just uh, I love I love the leadership he brings brings to this team. Um, on the flip side of that, is there any one thing in particular that has been the biggest cause for concern? Um, I th- I think I may know the route that you're going to go here, but anything in particular where you're like, yeah, this is this is not something that they can you know weather throughout the uh, entirety of the season, whether it be particular players or just anything in general. Yeah, I mean, we we all know it. Uh, we need Fiala and Kaprizov to to be scoring. Yeah, um, they are the two game changers on this team. Um, you know, you look at 
you know, the other uh, players in this in this division, um, their top guys are scoring. Uh, you know, the Blues, Tarasenko, Perron, and so um, you know, you know, other 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 teams in this division. You know, McKinnon. I mean, so Rantanen, all those, you know, all the big names. Their their guy, their top guns are scoring. Right. And so we need that. Need that from Fiala and Kaprizov. Um, you know, and somehow somehow uh you know they need uh they need guys like uh Eric Sinek and Goudreau if they're if those two are gonna be the centers to to help these guys produce yeah you know win win face offs, you know, help help uh, get some pressure in the offensive zone and uh and help help the two uh uh you know the, the game changers uh score here because uh, yeah, once once Fiala and and Kaprizov get going, then then this team is you know can be a nightmare with uh, with how well they play defensively. Yeah, I I think that is the clear number one aspect that um, we would like to see improved is the uh, the scoring for both of those guys. The other one that I would mention as well is just the tendency for the slow starts. Now mm-hmm. that was better against Colorado it was good against Seattle um but like every now and again it seems like this team just has one of those Nashville type games where they just are absolutely like lifeless and so if you can minimize those and I'm not suggesting that there aren't off nights because you know teams have that I mean look at Chicago right now like they have yet to I don't know if they still have have held a lead at any point in a game um, so far this year. And so off nights do happen, but you want to try to minimize them. Um, so anytime we see that kind of a game like against Nashville, I'm just like, oh, yikes. So I would say Kaprizov and Fiala getting going is the number one, but the slow starts probably are the uh, the second for me. And so, um, yeah, there's there's a lot that has has gone well while at the same time. Uh, leaving this wild team plenty of room to improve, and so through eight games at five and three, really can't ask for more than that. Yeah, I mean they're right there. Um, this division, uh, you know, pretty much uh, a lot of the teams are off to slow starts, and so right. Um, yeah, so they're they're hanging in there as best they can. I mean, Winnipeg lost to San Jose last night, and they were missing seven guys due to COVID. They didn't have their head coach either. Um, so, I mean, that that's that's an inexcusable loss. And uh, Chicago uh, went the entire month of October without a win. Um, Unreal. And so, yeah, I mean, some of the teams are struggling in this division. And so uh, they can they can hang right there um, and, you know, uh, ride the, the roller coaster right now of, of the central division. Um, Alex, final one before we uh, before we call it an episode. Uh, Marco Rossi had two more assists with Iowa, and it looks as though he's starting to you know starting to get his his hockey legs under him again um, with the Iowa Wilds. Do you think we will potentially now that we've seen Beckman and Addison get the call? Do you think Marco Rossi's call up happens sooner or later? with this wild team, especially with the way that they have kind of treated Victor Rask um, and his status. Do you think it's more likely we see Rossi within the next month or so, or do you think ultimately his call up comes later? 
you know, if they continue to struggle a little bit here with uh, with the injuries and, and, and COVID, you know, I could see him uh, being up uh, pretty soon here. I mean, I think I think last year they, um, you know, before he got COVID, I think they were penciling him in to be a top six center yep. in that second line center. And that way you could move Ryan Hartman down a little bit because I don't I don't really see Ryan Hartman as a top six center. Um, you know, he's been off to a great start, but I just don't, I don't think he's that type of player. He's more of an, uh, checking role type of, uh, uh, forward, um, and, and, uh, second unit power play, um, just with this shot. But, uh, um, you know, it would be nice to see Marco, um, fulfill that second line center, um, because I think they drafted him to play in that role eventually. Um, and so if he can continue to produce at Iowa, now that's key. Uh, because if he's not putting up the points, then you know let him to continue to develop um, a yeah. little bit here. But uh, we've seen guys come up here and take advantage of their opportunity, and so um, it would be nice to see Marco because you know um, <laughs> uh, he's he's like a mini Parisi. Uh, no one's gonna outwork him on or off the ice. Uh, guy's a freak in the gym, and so physically fit, um, you know, and so. Um, yeah, it would be nice Nice to see him uh, get a couple games up here for sure. I agree. Um, but, you know, that's that's for Dean Evison and Bill Guerin to decide. And so we'll just uh, we'll just keep an eye on him and uh, yes. and see how things play out here uh, throughout the uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, Wild have coming up um, tomorrow. They will be taking on the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa is three and four. Um, to uh, start the season so far. We'll have more of an in-depth look at that game coming up tomorrow on Lockdown Wild, but uh, basically after that for the week, the uh, the Wild then are right back on the road after they, uh, they tangle with the Senators as uh, they go Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday. It'll be home against Ottawa. Then on Saturday at Pittsburgh, which will be a great game, and then Sunday home against the New York Islanders. So interesting week coming up for the Wild. Hopefully they can uh, pick up a couple of wins and uh, get off to a strong start here in the month of November. But we'll talk about those games all throughout the week as well. Today's episode, that is going to wrap it up. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen. Now I will direct you to Locked on NHL for your second listen here today, recapping all the action throughout the weekend. Also, um, information and uh, reaction to the Chicago Blackhawks and the fallout that has happened from that situation. So make sure to take a listen to at Locked On NHL wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to follow Locked On Wilds everywhere. Just search Locked On Wilds. You'll find uh, every platform that exists, um, and you can listen to us there. You can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube as well. Make sure to uh, give them all a follow. Make sure to give Alex McLeddy a follow as well. Regular guest with Lockdown Wild. His Twitter information is on the screen, but it's at Alex McLeddy. So make sure to give him a follow as well. Have a great rest of your Monday. You can find new episodes of Lockdown Wild every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.